Sensio is a multi-award winning market leader in providing high volume, fast turnaround engineering, building consulting, and geo-radar services to the insurance, construction, and allied health sectors across Australia. The firm uses IDS geo-radar technologies to provide less invasive inspections for the insurance industry. In this episode, we discuss why Sensio was chosen as a 2019 Hexagon honoree with Sensio CEO Kate Middleton. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. So we're very honored to have you as one of our customers and also very excited to have you on the show to talk about innovation in your industry. So starting off, tell us a little bit about Sensio, what you do there. Sure. So Sensio is an advanced inspection company that operates in Australia and the UK. Um, We were previously ASX listed and then I acquired the company about three and a half years ago. So Sensio typically has come from an engineering and building inspection background catering to the insurance and government sectors. When I took over the company, one of the things I identified was that We were doing a lot of um, visual inspections for insurance companies and other customers, but there wasn't really any technology underpinning my staff's findings. So that's Mm -hmm. when I started the journey of exploration with Hexagon and um, their sub-company IDS Radar to see whether or not there were some ways to better fulfill our clients' needs. Going along with that, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing in your industry right now? Yeah, particularly within the insurance market globally, there's a lot of time and money spent in innovation um, for the sales and claims management process, but not at the back end when you're doing your technical assessing. So that's all of your engineering and building functions where you're trying to determine what the loss is um, within a structure. So at the moment, there'll be a site inspection where um, determining whether or not there are any issues with the footing of a house, for example, or cracked pipes underneath the subsurface um, is really beholden on an engineer making a hypothesis Mm -hmm. um, about what is wrong with the structure. And the issue with that is that for most insurers, the largest claim type outside of natural disasters globally is actually escape of liquid. So that's Mm. trying to identify where um, a source of water or where a source of structural damage is under a home. By solely relying on visual inspections by engineers, as they do now, um, essentially an insurance company will pay a claim and then because they don't know the root cause of the issue, a year, two years, three years later, they have subsequent claims for exactly the same issue. So it basically drives up the cost of a claim. The other issue is that when there is a natural disaster, such as a terrible hurricane or flood, um, People are displaced from their homes. And during that period when a home is being rebuilt, insurance companies are required to pay for temporary accommodation, which in many cases after a hurricane or flood can be about 18 months. So um, we identified that another way of using technology is to actually monitor the stability of a structure so that Um, insurers and builders can have people back in their homes more quickly, but additionally, they can start the construction process more quickly because similar to the inspection process with the land settlement period process, it's really a hypothesis by the engineer about when it's safe for the constructor to start building again. That's great. So lots of really good advancements moving forward, utilizing technology offering great solutions. Mm. Is technology making anything harder in your scenario? 
Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think what is making it harder is actually educating um, the customers about how the technology can be used because, mm-hmm. you know, Hexagon is so well established globally in really large industries such as mining and aerospace, policing and the military. But this really is a greenfield use of the geosystem and interferometric technology that Hexagon develops. So actually educating um, the end user about how much we can reduce their claims life cycle and how much money we can save them in the long run has definitely been a barrier. But, you know, the privilege of winning this award will certainly help us accelerate our ability to communicate to others just how innovative and worthwhile this new process is. So what are you doing to help your end users to adopt the new technology and, you know, be trained up and be able to utilize it efficiently? We've taken steps to actually train people within our biggest client teams in the use of various systems, including the Opera Duo and the um, see-through concrete scanner. We find by not just being an end service provider, but actually including them in the inspection process so they have some sense of autonomy and information um, has been really helpful. And also, you know, the actual data, because, you know, Hexagon's an incredible technology company, that it's the data that underpins the devices that is really powerful. So we found that once we've incorporated the data that we gather from, you know, the back end of um, the various geosystem devices and include it in a normal typical inspection report that the client would see. It's that added layer of information that no other provider is giving them. And that in itself is a great selling point because, you know, they pass that on to their executive team. The executive team says, why aren't we doing this on all claims? And that really serves as a catalyst. So you've explained a lot of this. Maybe you can uh, dive into this a little bit more, but why is it Mm -hmm. hard to keep up with some of the new technology in your industry? And even specifically, what are some of the pain points that make it difficult to innovate? Oh, look, without throwing shade at my industry, (laughs) the first one would be just the baseline technical capability of the persons within the sector. So, for example, um, not so much the engineers, they're highly qualified, but within a traditional loss adjusting model, which is applied a lot in North America and the UK, for example, and we're just breaking into those markets, The people who are completing the inspections have been taught about loss adjusting, I guess, just from a property standpoint. And there isn't really any education about what other technologies available to them within their training process. So, you know, it's like any industry, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for me, one of the challenges will be looping into the trading and sales cycle of our big end customers. So the large insurance companies and the large constructors early on so that the people completing inspections and managing claims understand that there are alternatives available for them instead of just um, a manual inspection process. The other barrier is obviously educating um, people about the cost. Some people would see the devices as being a large upfront investment, but really when you can commercialise and do a really great business case around how much money and time you'd save on a per-claim basis, um, it is quite a compelling business case. It's a it's a fairly small upfront investment. Well, how does your team identify ways to be innovative? 
Well, I really like to apply design thinking approach. Um, you know, when I started my career, I did work in project management and innovation for some large insurance companies. So I've worked with in-end customer businesses. And innovation was largely driven from within, um, particularly, you know, 10 years ago when we when innovation became a real buzzword, everyone started setting up PMOs and innovation centres and centres of excellence within their business to try and come up with cool ideas. We use a different approach, a design thinking approach, is to think about the end customer, but not just that. We actually create an avatar in our mind or on paper or on a whiteboard and say, okay, who is our customer? And we put a name and a face and an age to it and think about, you know, what are the pain points for that individual end customer and that company? And at what point do we intercept that problem? And what kind of device or technology will we use to help with that? And I'll provide an example if if I can. I've got two yeah. examples about different life cycles. The first life cycle we would intercept would be within the upfront inspection phase of a claim. So you might have, let's call him Barry. Barry's a 42-year-old structural engineer Mm -hmm. who's been doing insurance inspections for 15 years. He is tech savvy but doesn't seek to learn about tech but will adopt it if he needs to. Mm -hmm. Barry is frustrated that his um, end customer is always questioning the veracity and the outcome of his his reports. They feel he makes too many um, unsupported hypotheses about what's wrong with the building, but with no proof. So Barry has approached his boss about whether or not there are ways to support his findings. So at that point, Sensio would come in and we would either do a see-through scan or an opera duo or some CCTV at that point for Barry so that he's got additional information for his report. So that would be point number one. Point number two might be at the end of a claim cycle where, say, there's been an awful flood or hurricane and the claims inspector's already been out there and the um, and the insurance company has already accepted that, yes, this is an insurable event and, yes, we're going to re- um, rebuild Mrs Smith's home. Now, At that point in time, you typically need an engineer to go out to the site and um, determine whether or not the land is stable enough to commence construction. So the customer with the pain point at this point in time is actually the building company, the constructor. They've got all these purchase orders to commence work and they really want to start billing for their work in progress, but they they can't actually start the build until an engineer clears them um, that the land is stable. And the other um, caveat to that is during this entire period, the insurance company is paying for Mrs. Smith, who owns that home, to live in accommodation elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So currently, an engineer will make a hypothesis, again, about whether or not the land stable, and particularly in Australia and the UK, there's just a standard caveat of a six-month settlement period after a large event before you can um, start building, particularly where there's been land subsidence. So in this scenario, Sensio would come in and instead of relying on a hypothesis from an engineer, we'd actually use some crack monitoring um, devices such as the Hydro-G or something similar to actually monitor that house over a period of time, maybe a month. And then if we can categorically say that the movement is within um, building 
limits, um, then essentially that means that the construction company can start building the home more quickly and bill out more quickly and get paid more quickly. And Mrs. Smith gets back into her house more quickly and the insurance company is spending tens of thousands of dollars less on temporary accommodation costs. Excellent. So great, great points, great ideas. How are the results so far? It was slow going in Australia. I think Hmm. um, people are scared of the unknown, but in the UK, they've been much quicker to adopt. And I think Hmm. the reason for that is, Hexagon's actual brand presence in the UK. So um, Lyca and Hexagon and IDS are, are familiar household brands in the UK. So when we've spoken to insurers over there, introducing them to this technology hasn't been difficult because they're already aware of the brand. Mm. And also the utility mapping sector in the UK is far more advanced just because of the nature of the age of the buildings over there. So we've found we're getting much more traction in the UK and Europe than Australia. Um, But, you know, it's like anything. Sometimes you have to export an idea and a product Mm -hmm. and then bring it back (laughs) in order to get some traction. Excellent. Excellent. So Hexagon specifically is helping with brand awareness. What other ways is Hexagon's technology supporting you with your innovation? I'd have to say it's actually probably one of Hexagon's brands, IDS, geosystems, particularly in Australia. The team there have been very collaborative. So we launched a few like really quite innovative research and development projects, which we completed jointly with them. And that really helped fundamentally with us having funding to explore the use of geosystems for insurance. So I'd say it's actually the people capital who've mm-hmm. been the best. We I already know that the systems and the technology and the and the data augmentation is excellent, but it's actually been the internal team who, even though I'm a customer, they've really worked in conjunction and collaboration with us to explore how the technologies um, can and can't be applied within my sector. So yeah. hats off to them. Kate, what does it mean for you to win? For me, it's an absolute career highlight. It means everything to the team and I. When you have a really audacious goal to help shape and change your industry, which in my case is insurance and construction, it's really heartwarming and quite overwhelming when a company with the calibre of Hexagon acknowledges that the work you're doing is innovative and groundbreaking And so to have that acknowledgement for me means that all of the time and the money and the effort and the strategy and the negotiation and the manoeuvring over the last three years has been worthwhile because, you know, at the beginning of this journey, I was told I was crazy that there's no way there'd be devices out there that can see through concrete and that can detect pipes and to know that um, not only is that technology out there, but it's very widely used in other very advanced sectors like mining and and aerospace is um, really heartening. And I think it's going to exponentially grow our idea and our business. And I'm just very grateful for the opportunity. It's wonderful and great to prove them wrong and and see the success now actually (laughs) tangible. So congratulations. That's wonderful. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for your time today, Kate. Really appreciate it. And thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. For more information on our discussion and on Sensio, visit sensio.com.au. And of course, to learn even more and listen to additional episodes, head over to hxgnspotlight.com. And thank you very much for joining us here on HXGN Radio. 